and you're very welcome to Racing Only Better ahead of Cheltenham Day 2. Hope Day 1 was kind and profitable to you. We're doing our best to try and market card and give you a steer on Day 2 in the company of the Bet Shop Boys, none other than Kevin Blake and Tony Calvin. How are you, Kev? Hello! Excellent, Hugo. Excellent. Couldn't be better. The sun is shining. Life is good. It's Cheltenham Festival Week. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And Mr. Tony Calvin, you're well. Tony, this is the day for price blind to strike. The price blind accumulated <laughs> short prices is going to be all over the shorties. Kicking off with Sir Gerhard, rolling on to Shishkin, taking up with Tiger Roll and bringing it home with Facil Vega. This is the day I make money, TC. I don't, I, literally, I have just retweeted your price blind piece to camera that presumably you did last week. It's, it's a work of art. <laughs> it is a work of I even got I even got a name check, so I, I'm happy. Exactly, exactly. I did say ignore Tony Calvin, and that's what I'm advising you to do today because today is the day of the short price winners. Stick them down, but let's get stuck in. We'll start off with the Ballymore. It's going to be a short conversation, Kev. Sir Gerhard absolutely pisses in by 10 lengths. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. Um, yeah, you're probably right, you, but ah, um, uh, yes. I'll um I'll put up one against them. Uh, all the usuals, you know, each way, place only, without the fav, whatever you yeah. fancy. Yeah. Um, because the more I look at them now, the last couple of days, um, what do you want? What do you want? Nothing. I reckon has a bit of a chance. Um, Willie's other one, or one of his other ones. Um, I think he's quite interesting. He, he beat Jinto in a bumper um, last year and went on to run a, ni- a nice enough race behind um, Kilcrut at the Dublin Racing Festival. His hurling debut was quite good. He... He, it wasn't the world's best race, but he probably made things difficult for himself. He was a bit awkward at the third last, and he ended up with uh, quite a bit to do. And didn't really look on now, but he picked up really well. And um, one of was, you know, an average sort of Irish maiden hurdle, but he, he did well to overcome what he did. And um, went to Nace, and he went off two to one um, against Jinto and Hollow Games um, in what was quite a smart grade one. And it just didn't go for him at all. Um, they went steady. Um, he was probably too free. Um, he got shuffled out of it at a kind of. At a, it's hard to see. He might have stumbled a little bit as well, but he got shuffled back after the third last, and um, then he was kind of half getting into it, and he was slow at the last. So it was one of those you kind of go, okay, second run of your life over hurdles in a Grade One. Not much went right. We'll forgive you that. Um, he was in at the Dublin Racing Festival. Didn't run. Come straight here, and he's twenty to one or so. Hugh in in yeah. a race now. Where look, the fav's gonna take an almighty amount of whacking. Um, the second fav slightly worries after the last run for me, journey for me. Watch him in the prelims, he got very sweaty last time. Yeah. Um, but what do we want? Wouldn't be a shock to me if he ran into the frame. And who knows, Hugo, if Sir Gerhardt, the speed horse, doesn't quite get the trip, what do we want might be the one to capitalize. Is there any concern on your part, Tony Calvin, uh, for my betting here that Sir Gerhardt doesn't stay two and a half miles? Uh, well, he hasn't run over hurdles, so yeah. yes, there is a concern. But obviously, everyone's pointing to his, his his point win, and you know he beat a decent horse there, you mm. know, easily in Minella Drama, didn't he? And his point, so you know that would give you some kind of hope. But then again, we don't know how strong he run that race was, etc. But no, I I don't think I'd have any concerns over two mile five. Probably as probably is a doubt. And mm-hmm. when you when, when you're backing at four to six, you want. To, as few doubts as possible, but just looking at the opposition and looking at what he did at Leopardstown, I find it hard to see him getting beaten. I said I said last week when we did our festival preview that I thought he'd go off the shortest price of the lot. And, you know, we're doing this at the 48-hour stage and we don't know what Willie Mullins, novice hurdlers and 
and juvenile hurdlers have done on the Tuesday. I mean, if they go really well, you know, I can see these horse going off at you know, twos on, etc., and, and being the shortest price favourite at the festival. So I'm not in a mad rush to take him on. Uh, I'm surprised at the time of recording. He's he's around about four to five on the exchange. I think that's a little bit big. But as Kev said, the way to play this uh, is the without favourite market, and it's got an absolutely brilliant shape to it if they if all nine stand their ground. So take out the favourite. You've got the dead eight in the without. I think Kev's got a right angle there. We might get be a bit carried away by the fact that, you know, what do we want is um, is owned by the sponsors. And obviously they've won this race before in the recent past. But for everything Kev says, I can fully see that. I think he's going to get eight to one each way for his money. Um, and that would uh, so that would prick old uh, Kev's ears up there. Um, and But I think if you're looking for a shorter one, look no further than the horse cigar hard beat last time. Pre-strike life. Um, obviously... Brings uh, probably the second best level of form into the race. Kev fancies Marty Potter in the Supreme. You know, this horse ran second to him uh, previous to that. So he's got the grade one form. Uh, yeah. Look at his pedigree. They're all two mile four plus horses. Uh, what's not to like about Free Stripe Life? And I think you probably get around about five to two about that horse in the without favourite market win only. So mm. the way to play this race might be Free Stripe Life win only, five to two without the fav. And what do we want? Eight around about the eight to one each way mark. Um, without the jolly as well, so yeah, lovely. There's a bet for everyone there, including me getting absolutely stuck in <laughs> balls deep to Sir Gerhard. Lovely, yeah. We, uh, lads, we, we could potentially all get a return. I, Everyone I could be a do. winner here. I hope we do. <laughs> right, we'll move on. Alternatively, we'll, we'll we could all do our bollocks, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, we'll move on to the three miles chase then. And look, for many people, I guess, TC, um, Brave Man's game is going to be the British banker of the week outside of Shishkin. And he's two to one here for Paul Nichols. We saw what he did in the handicap last day, giving away 48 stone and still managing to come good. Long presses in there, 10 to three. Ahoy Senor, 11 to two. Capadano, eight to one. And it's how would you like about the rest? Is Brave Man's game a British good thing, Tony Calvin? No, no. Okay. Um, I thought this race would, would cut up a little bit more than it has done. It's probably the theme of the week. It's probably like the Arkle, lacks a standout, hmm. uh, but has plenty of depth to it. So you can see them all getting into it. And what we should say... Uh, there's rain coming on Tuesday night into Wednesday and forecasts ranging from four mil to 10 mil. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what comes, uh, what comes there. That, obviously, that could affect the going. Uh, quite significant if they get the, the top end of that range. Um, no, I'm, the way that I'm going to play this, I'm going I'm to play it in running. I'm going to put in a lay of in, Brave Man's game in at twos on because I'm still not convinced that he's going to stay here over three miles. If they do get uh, ground to you know soften it and make mm. the stamina come to his credit a bit further. And I'm not sure about uh, him, um, you know, him lasting up at the hill against a, a competitive race. So, yeah, the Brave Man's game is the way. I'm just going to go in blind, keep it, put in a put in delay Brave Man's game around about the twos on mark. And um, hope he comes out absolutely cruising and fires absolutely jack shit. Mm. <laughs> Stamina concerns then for Brains Man's game for Tony Calvin, Kev. Would you share those concerns? Absolutely not. As I said Ooh. on the Cheltenham preview, his tank is filled. It might have cost him a couple of grand to fill it, Hugo, but it's tip yeah. top. <laughs> and uh, he'd, be he'd be going up the hill in third gear. Burning high revs, burning it with gay abandon. That's how that's how it's full his tank is. Um, but uh, in seriousness, yeah, I look, I like Brave Man's game for this all the way along, to be honest. Um, I've loved him all season, loved the way he's been campaigned. Um, and I'm not fit to jump off the bandwagon just yet. I'm actually quite happy the way the race has panned out. Um, there's a few taking him on. 
um, that we that we weren't always certain to take him on. The likes of um, Vanessa Riles, ahoy, sailor, or uh, ahoy, senor, as he's actually known, um, and Long Press. And they're both two good horses now, but the ahoy, senor, I just, I just, I think he's raw. You know, he was very raw when Raven's game beat him before. Has he sharpened up sufficiently in time for this? Um, time will tell, but I wouldn't like to bet on it. And Long Press, um, I, I have a lot of respect for him. I've been impressed with him, but I think Brave Man's game just has more depth to his form. And um, I just think this race will suit him really well. Um, and as long as it doesn't hammer down with rain um, and put even more emphasis on stamina, I think he'll be perfectly fine. Um, I tell you, if the, if, the, if the Brits don't win this grade one, they'll be fairly upset, won't they? Like they have a big hand here. Um, and I wouldn't be too sweet on the Irish contenders myself. So it looks to be theirs. And Brave Man's Game for me is the one that will do it for them. Lovely. OK, Brave Man's Game for Kevin. Doubts over stamina for Tony Calvin. We'll see how it plays out. OK, the Coral Cup, gentlemen. Seven places on the sportsbook on offer here. Seven places each way. Absolute scumbaggery. So if you're going to have a bet each way, you might as well do it on Sportsbook. Seven places on offer here. So you can't lose with seven places, that's I mean, what seriously, what more do you want? I'm I'm firmly of the view here that um, well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll let you guys talk first. And Kevin, I'll come to you just in terms of prices. Saint Felician is uh, seven to one, and um, co-favorite, joint favorite with the shunter and good risk at all at the moment. So, like the count, nobody's really made up their mind yet about uh, about who to be on here. Wide open race, it looks like. We've got unexpected party eight to one. Drop the anchor fifteen to two for Pat Fahey. A camp prod for Philip Hobbs nine to one. Twelve to one bar. Um, what about the shunter? You know, um, given I guess Emmett um, his mark here of one four eight, his price is seven to one. He'll be popular, Kev. But um, who do you like? Yeah, he's interesting. He's not. He's not a gifted jumper of a hurdle. I don't think you, you might remember. Um, guy, a year ago now when he won the Moore Battle, he kind of done it despite making mistakes from memory. Um, and then went back over fences at Cheltenham and Julie won. Look, you could rule him out. His, he, he looks reasonably handicapped compared to his chase form, but um, he's not the one for me, Hugh. You know what the one for me is. I've been talking about him for a few weeks now. Um, drop the anchor. Drop the anchor, yeah. Um, no, for all reasons previously stated, he's been crying out for a step up and trip. One of the biggest eye catchers of the season last time round at the Dublin Racing Festival. And I hope I'm not talking outside the school gates now, but I, I, I was on a, I was on a, uh, what, I suppose what you'd call it, an internal Cheltenham preview there up in the, up in the. Paddy Power Betfair offices with Fran Berry the other day, and he, he told a very funny story and a very telling story, possibly. Um, Fran is Frank Berry's son, as we all know. Yeah. And he's, he's, he said that occasionally um, people that are trying to ring Frank will ring him by mistake. And he said, whatever day this was, this was Thursday. He said the day before his phone rang and it was Pat Fahey, trainer of Drop the Anchor. Yeah. And, um, and he goes, hello. And Pat just goes, oh, yeah, Frank, how are you, Frank? How are you, Frank? Oh. Horse work, brilliant work. Brilliant. <laughs> delighted, delighted, lovely, delighted. Lovely, lovely. And Fran goes, Hi, Pat, Fran here. So, drop the anchor went well, did he? What? Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Yeah, he did, Fran. He did, he did, he did. Uh, the, the price, uh, coincidentally, I'm sure, completely disappeared there in the hours after this exchange. But I thought that was quite funny. Lovely, yeah, brilliant. It's 15 to 2 now. That's that's a cracker. And that will be that will be former trader, Pat Farley. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I like he'd be. Yeah, like he, he's one of my big fancies of the week, to be honest. Now, I, I do really like this fella. Okay, strong words for Kevin, strong words from uh, 
from Fran from Pat as well. But look, Tony, I can see the case already. See the fifteen to two though is the price gone for you, or would you still be prepared to have a go? Given it seven places in the sports book, you can back him each way and just sit back and watch. He's came really strong uh, on the horse, and he's getting seven places. By the sounds of it, he's going to be mortified if he doesn't finish it. If oh Christ! So, so, so guard would be necessary, surely. <laughs> from that point of view, and if you're if you're taking advantage of the extra places, it kind of takes really bad luck out of the equation, doesn't it? Mm. But I have to. Oh, really oh. bad misfortune for if you oh. that strongly and you're correct and oh I just got uh, a flashback the last time I said it would take an act of God to get this beaten at a Cheltenham preview was any power for that mayor's hurdle oh, oh Lord sweet oh. Mother Joseph don't talk to me about that and then the big man said right Blake <laughs> here you go oh my god oh my god the big man Ruby's not that big Ken <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a fancy for this, Tony? Um, I like Gal Road. Uh, he's nothing, he's not spectacular, he's not got plenty in hand, but um, he beat an unexpected party um, here over course and distance in November. He went up, he's, he's 11 pounds higher now, but he's been running well over two miles since. Uh, and I think the step up in trip will suit that. So, I, I, you know, the handicap market is a little bit dicey, given the, what the Irish bring to the equation. But okay. uh, no, I think stepping back up to two mile five on a track that suits, again, I think he's tailor-made for the seven places play. So 12 run there. And an old favourite of mine, Don Levant, um, obviously given no winning chance um, ride at Sandown last time, but ran really well from, you know, the next parish there. Same applied in the, in the Lanzarote ride before then. Ran really well at the course in the rail kill when uh, Isabel Williams can claim. Her uh, claim's now to fr- down to £3 now. Uh, but no, she's got course form, well handicapped. It just needs, the, you know, just needs a race to fall into her lap and not to get too far back. But mm. uh, yeah, even off her current mark, um, I, I think Donovan, she's 25, 28 to 1 plus with the seven places. So, yeah. At the moment, I'm leaning towards Gow Road and Don Levant with those extra place concessions. Three extra Excellent. places. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, seven places each way. Get on uh, in the Carroll Cup. Right, the 330 is, of course, the champion chase, the Queen Mother champion chase. Uh, just over two miles. Shishkin, four to five. Very backable if you believe that Shishkin is absolutely the best thing of the week at the festival here. Four to five. Nurgle means seven to two. Shackenburg swap fives. Nuba Negra, no chance, ten to one. And everything else could go and... SH1T. Right, Tony Calvin, I am going to stick with the Nergamine. I backed him the last day. I know Shishkin went on to beat him, but I'm going to stick with him. I think at 72, he's an each way price for me. He won't be outside the top three. I still think he has what it takes to beat Shishkin, and I am sticking with a Nergamine. Who do you like? Yeah, I, I did, but I did, I'll be admit, I did burgle some nine to two each way. Ooh, uh, lovely, lovely. Hope you, I hope you wore a panaclava. Yeah, straight, <laughs> up, straight after the decks on. Um, on Monday morning, but it, lucky enough, it wasn't my account, so it doesn't really matter. If he gets closed, it's his, it's his fault for putting a bet on for me. Um, now, look, Shiskin, I do see this as a two-runner race, to be perfectly honest with you. I know that sounds a bit simplistic, given Shaq and Paul Suarez got very similar form credentials to the top two, and, you know, you can make arguments about Noob Negra filling, finishing in the places, etc. But no, um, I, I'm a massive fan of Shishkin. Uh, but I do get the argument that an ergamine is um, is overpriced when you took put four to five against seven to two, and you know, and, and it'll be an ergamine would be four to one plus on the exchange, or he is at the moment anyway. So, mm. yeah, I, 
I, I, you know, I don't buy into the argument that everything went purposely, uh, you know, perfectly for Minogami last time because the very, you know, Shishkin could easily make more mistakes here when, when the when the when the pressure's put on, and you know, people are making the argument about Minogami's got, you know, less to travel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and obviously, if there is any significant rain Tuesday into Wednesday, it's going to be in his favour as well. Uh, not that Shishkin doesn't go on soft. So, from a purely value perspective, and I'm very surprised you're making this argument, you. Uh, from a probably value perspective, 72 Nergamine is more attractive than four to five Shishkin, but I do it's, find it hard. Yeah, so, it's the only value bet I'm going to have all day. I mean, all the rest of my bets are going to be very short prices and no value whatsoever. But I I, I just like Nergamine. I, I just like him. I, I've always thought, you know, I, and I, again, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think he was his, his best form of himself last time out. So if he doesn't prove, he's only got a length to find. I'll be uh, I'll be in his camp. Kevin Blake, are you still with Shaq and Persois here? The horse that hates England. Um, I, I'm I'm laying Shishkin. You know, I think that's my play. It's been I've had that in mind for a little while, and I'll stick with it. And I was delighted to see um, Gary Moore's horse not declared. Um, the what's he called? Editor the the, the geese. Yes. Um, delighted yeah. to see him not declared. It just raises the likelihood that Team Mullins might be able to get control of this race from the front. Yeah. And um, and do what they want. And I suspect what they'd want to do is maybe just go a below average pace. And um, and inject at a stage where Shishkin would kind of have to go around them um, to to make his headway. You know, like it's it's a fascinating race tactically to me. What they want to do would put put the kettle on would be interesting. First time cheek piece has gone on, so she potentially could be the fly in the in the pace ointment. But even at that, even if she makes it, um, an Ergamine and Shakan can still exert a fair amount of control if they head up the rest. You know, so mm. like tactically, this is is really interesting. Interesting that Patrick has got the ride on Shakan. I suppose it was probably odds on, but. You know, when you're leaving the likes of Danny Mullins in the waiting room, you know, it must always be a decision. Um, but I, I look, and I don't have a whole pile against Shishkin. Um, it, look, he keeps winning. He finds a way. He found a way last time when things went wrong. You couldn't be, do anything but admire him, but he's just short. It's a big old gap between himself and Nergamine uh, for all the reasons TC mentioned. And uh, I was looking back at Nergamine's videos again just to kind of double check the notes I'd made. And look, while he definitely did go to his right a bit, certainly as a novice, it hasn't been, definitely hasn't been as bad. And it might not be a significant factor here. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really looking for this, my race of the week. Um, okay. and, and Lane Shishkin could make it a small bit miserable now for a horse that wins so much. But uh, yeah. I think that's the play. I do think that's the play. What I would say if you Lane Shishkin, I don't think you've got how many realistic horses running for you. So, Rather than lay Shishkin, if I were you, Kevin, if you fancy, well, what else do you fancy outside of an ergamy? Shakan? Yeah, definitely Shakan. But like, if I can have the likes to put the kettle on, even Nube Negra, and no. even Envoy, and even Envoy Allen. Look, they're all oh, going to be big pri- They're not going to. They're all going to be big prices. But you know, do I want them in my pocket? I, I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a smaller payout to have them in my pocket. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Envoy's had a wind up, as we, we, we learned from the decks. I hadn't seen that anywhere. He's had a wind up. Um, He's 25 to 1. Run. Um, and yeah, look, would it be a surprise? Of course it would. But if it happened, you'll get plenty of fellas saying, well, this time last year, we thought this fellow was the second coming of the good Lord. And yeah. uh, he's had a little couple of issues and Henry's ironed them out and now he's back to form. Look, would I pack him? No. But do I want him in my pocket just in case? Um, I okay. think I do. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Fascinating race, guys. Can't wait uh, to, to see it. 
Um, we move on to the cross country chase. Kev, Tiger Roll, for if people are in trouble here, they might look to Tiger Roll as they kind of get out of jail card. But he's six to four. Delta work being declared for this is very interesting for Warden Elliott. Um, then you've got the likes of Prang Guard for End of Bulger, 13 to two, Shady Operator, nine to one, Easy Land at 12 to one. Is Delta work your idea of the most likely winner here? He's six to four. Uh, his, age. Historically, really difficult thing to do. First spin around this track. Um, I know he's been over to see it, but you know, first race over, historically really tough. Um, look, I want Tiger Road to win, clearly. He's six to four, he's too short now, really, because there's a few sneaky ones against him, um, and a couple of not so sneaky ones as well. Um, plan of attack at two good runs, um, you know, all beaten handicaps over this course, and you know, finished close up without really you know, having a crack at, at the banks and that. And if he has sharpened up in the meantime, you never know, you know, shady operators there with experience. Um, but I, like, I want Tiger Road to win you. It, it's yeah. going to be the last run of his career. I know everyone's got tied in knots the last couple of years with this horse and the Grand National Saga, etc. But I really hope people don't allow that to cloud their appreciation of what this horse has done, the no. CV he put together. Like he's a genuine legend of a horse like we'll never see a cv like this again and i hope um you know everyone gets behind them uh, i know it, like, what does that mean it means nothing but I, I think the horse deserves a big send-off and i hope he acquits himself well here and, and gets one yeah just, just yeah, very quickly I mean, you know what's going to happen if tiger Rod wins really impressively there they're going to bring up the grand national nonsense again aren't they so it's going to cloud the victory because they say, well, don't you regret not leaving him in the, you know, entry weights, etc." So it's, it could cloud the actual... Uh, I hope it doesn't. He's, he's scratched. He's gone. It's not going to happen. Know, but we know why it's not happening. They're going to ask that question. Yeah. And look, okay. hey, look, and it's, it's, it's a valid question, but, you know, it's done yeah. now. You can't go okay. back in no matter they what will. happens, you know. Okay. Right, gents. The grand annual then uh, is the next up. Tony... Um, I really fancy a horse um, for Gordon Elliott in this called Andy Dufresne. And Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. He's 10 to 1 uh, to win this. I think, you know, obviously, he didn't quite get the old grade 1 status, but I think he's a, a proper good horse. He's had problems with injuries. He's had, he had one run this season, which is purely as a little freshener for this one. And I think off the mark, 155, 10 to 1, he is my bet in this race. Who do you like? Good old Binners, he'll forever be in racing history for saying that, wouldn't he? The old Presley. <laughs> Andy De Presley, yeah. Probably the only one who's never watched uh, never watched the Shaw Shank Redemption. yeah, look, you can I can see loads in this race, but what I can see, especially, is a ton of pace. I've got I've got eight forward goers in here. Um, and I think it's gonna be a right burn up. Um, well, obviously it's the granddad you normally always is. So I'm looking for somebody who's going to get a good ride from the rear. Um, I was, I was, I'm toying with Amorose guy because I like him most of the forward goers. I really like his profile, even though he went up a fair bit for when he got Newbury last time. Um, no, the one I'm probably leaning towards most is Frero Bamboo. Um, now he's gone. He's another one that's gone up the weights. He's seven pound higher than being by Edetiki here uh, early in the season, but he's run two crackers since. He's uh, he beat a well handicapped clause in Eclair Denay at Lingfield. And then he was given an absolute shocker by Charlie Deutsch in Dollars' race at Sandown last time. And, and the handicapper must have thought so as well, because he upped him a pound for getting beaten four lengths here. But go back and have a look at that ride. You know, Charlie Deutsch must have just thought he was winning all day long there. He, he held him up far too much off the pace there. You know, everyone's giving Charlie Deutsch, you know, 
a big round of applause for all his rises this season. That was one of his worst. So I, I think he's still a well handicapped course. He's got that course form. Any rain that falls from Tuesday into Wednesday really gets into the ground will be much being his much favoured because it was bottomless at Lingfield. Um, they've had this as they've had this as um, their target from from some way out. Uh, that's yeah, they probably threw all the all the fields. So I don't know why I bother saying that, but no, I, I like Pereira Bambo um, about twelve forty to one with the extra places, um, purely partly because of the the pace angle of the race. Lovely. Okay, great. And it's Andy Dufresne for me at ten to one. Mike Kev, short and sweet. Fasio Vega wins the bumper. Get in, Lynn. Shove your American mic where the sun don't shine. Everybody else can forget about it. Fasio Vega, son of the legendary queen of Cheltenham, Quivega, is going to absolutely smash them. Agree with me or I'll cut you off. <laughs> Look, I'm with American Mike all along. I'm ah, with him, but ah. I just... God, it's, it's, it's the last race in the world I'd like to be taking a short price in. It's a horrible race. You know, it's not, massive, it's not, it's massive not. field of semi-clueless young horses around a tight yeah. track ridden by a load of lunatic jump jockeys in the main. Yeah. Um, the flat boys don't even bother anymore because <laughs> they're all terrified of it. Um, and yeah, look, look, American Mike is the one I'd like, but there, there's, there's depth to this, you know, and I think, um, you know, going with some of the, I think Willie's running seven, like historically, yeah. you're a lot better off back in, you know, Willie's second, third, fourth string than you are the first string. Um, and, and there's a few lovely ones there, like Redemption Day, um, James's Gate, and the birds, the birds in the trees were singing about him before he ran. Um, like there, there is depth here. Like this isn't the two horse race the market might suggest it is. And one horse um, race, baby. One horse town. <laughs> Hanging around in a one horse town. Come on, Vasil Vega. I'll be absolutely <laughs> roaring like a lunatic if this thing comes to fail. Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. There, there could be an awful lot of um of of price blind accumes running on to Vasil Vega here. Oh, I'll tell you, baby. If the day goes the plan. Do you know what? Do you know what? Joe, my accumulators, and I've even left Shishkin out. So my four timer for the day, Vasil Vega, Tiger Roll, Brave Man's Game, Sir Gerhard. Works out at 27 to 1, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 27 to 1. And I'll be doing multiples of that, doubles and trebles across them all over. Anyway. You have to catch up for eh, eh, before <laughs> And if one of them falls, I'll just get all my money back by sticking it on Vasil Vega. Right, so American boy <laughs> for you, Kevin Blake. Vasil Vega for me. We'll see his proof correct by the end of Wednesday. Uh, gentlemen, all that remains is to get your... And uh, naps of the day, please. Wednesday. Um, I'm going to keep it simple enough. Going to go for the double. I'm not going to put the four time up <laughs> on my nap. So Gerhard wins by half the track. Vasil Vega wins by ten legs. There's the double. Four to six, five to four. Vasil Vega and Sir Gerhard double for yourself, Tony Calvin. Um, Ferrero Bamboo. Oh, Ferrero Bamboo in the Grand Annual. Good stuff. Nice big prize as well. Kevin Blake. Yeah, I'd be hoping for drop the anchor, but only after he crosses the line in front. Okay, drop the anchor. <laughs> They've already dropped the anchor a few times in order to get in there. Hi yeah. And just to reiterate, <laughs> drop the anchor seven places each way in the sports book, back him each way. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Blake's strongest fancy of the week, Nirma. So if he's out of the top seven, Kevin oh. Blake is literally fired to the moon in a one space rocket. Oh. Right, gents, um, enjoy. Please be gamble responsible. We were back with Thursday's Cheltenham Day 3. So make sure you tune in for that. Enjoy the Wednesday day too. Talk to you soon.